The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. If you've been following the research and content that we've been producing at Cognolytica and what we've been sharing on the AI Today podcast, then you know that we spend a considerable amount of time going over various use cases on how different industries are using AI and cognitive technologies. And we think that this is important to do because many organizations want to implement AI technologies, but they're not sure where to start. So, you know, we repeatedly get asked, well, how have others done this? What have they learned? How can we learn from them? And so that's why we think it's so important that we bring these use cases onto the podcast. Yeah. And so we've seen literally hundreds of thousands of applications of AI, many of them successful and many of them not, across not only our engagements as Cognolytica with our research and advisory, but also through our training. We put a lot of people through our training organization and as well as, of course, through our podcasts where we interview end users and our Forbes articles and Tech Target articles and many things that we do as part of our research. And, you know, across all of those implementations and applications, which are many, we've written on AI and mining and education and law enforcement and, and so many different different applications of AI in government and in private sector, public sector, and retail and manufacturing, despite all of those different applications of AI, we see that the implementations tend to fall in one of or more of these seven patterns of AI that just kind of get combined together in different combinations. And we see that once you understand which pattern you're doing, you can actually apply a lot of what you know about, oh, if I know I'm going to do this pattern, I can bring everything from knowing that I'm doing that pattern into my project, and it really simplifies a lot of things. So we have a podcast on the seven patterns of AI, and we also have other research on it. If you haven't listened to it, we will link to it in the show notes. But in quick summary, the seven patterns of AI that basically encompass the totality of the AI products that we've seen in no particular order are you know, hyper-personalization, autonomous systems, predictive analytics and decision support, patterns and anomalies, conversational slash human interaction systems, recognition systems, and goal-driven systems. And like Ron said, any AI project or implementation falls into one or more of these seven patterns. So today we're going to be spending some time digging deeper into the pattern and anomaly detection pattern of AI. Yeah. So one of the main patterns of AI, ironically, is the ability for AI machine learning systems to spot patterns. You know, machine learning... pattern, pattern. (laughs) Exactly. It's kind of weird to say, but like there's actually really not that... I can't really think of a good synonym for a pattern. It's like a repeating structure, I guess, or some sort of recognizable, you know, repeating thing, right? And that's what a pattern is, right? And that's why these other things are called patterns, because you can recognize these repeating structures, right? But there are many reasons why you might want to use machine learning systems to find these patterns or find the things that are anomalies that don't fit the patterns, right, Kathleen? Right. So I just want to say, you know, how we define this in the objective of the pattern. So we define this as using machine learning and other cognitive approaches to identify patterns in the data and learn higher order connections between information that can provide insight into whether a given piece of data fits an existing pattern or is an outlier that doesn't fit. And the objective of this pattern is to find which one of these things is like the other 
and which one is not. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of situations where you might want to find things that are like the other and which ones are not. Obviously, one of the most obvious ones is fraud detection, right? Because what fraud is, is something where somebody's doing something that they shouldn't be doing. And how do you define things that they shouldn't be doing? Well, the things that they should be doing is the pattern. And the things that they shouldn't be doing is the things that don't match the pattern. Or you could flip it. You could find the pattern of bad behavior and say, this matches the bad behavior pattern, right? There's lots Mm -hmm. of ways of doing it. And also, you might just be using trying to find patterns in data just to give you insight. You might be like, this looks like noisy data. This might be sensor readings or business financial data, or it might be stock market data. Maybe that's always the, been the holy grail of all this. Try to find some pat- <laughs> trying to find a pattern in the stock market, which, which is quite random, it seems. And you might want to say, machine, help me find this pattern or help me find the things that, that are outside that pattern. There's, there's lots right. of situations, but there's lots of other applications of pattern matching and anomaly detection. Yeah. You know, in general, surfacing insights from data, like Ron said, if we could only crack <laughs> the stock market. Also, intelligent monitor. We hope you're enjoying this podcast and sorry for the brief interruption. Cognolytica not only produces the AI podcast that you're listening to right now, but we also generate research and advisory to help companies make sense of AI and cognitive technologies. We also run the most authoritative vendor-neutral AI and machine learning training and certification on the market. If you're looking to make AI a reality for your organization, our three-day Cognolytica training is for you. If you're interested in attending, you can find pricing and registration on our website at Cognolytica.com. We'll also provide a link in the show notes. We've met many of our podcast listeners in our classes, and we hope that we'll see you there as well. Now back to the podcast. Intelligent monitoring, finding hidden groups within data, best matches of data, predictive text, things like that. Yeah. And so let's dig a little bit deeper here into the patterns and anomalies patterns. So we talked a little bit about fraud and risk detection. And the thing about machine learning is that, once again, if you really boil everything down, the complexity or seeming science fiction nature of AI and machine learning, you could actually boil it down to something really very simple, especially machine learning. Because machine learning is all about trying to use data and basically try to find experiences from the data and learn from that data and create some sort of learning so that you can apply that learning to new data and basically apply the thing that you've learned. That's all that machine learning is. It's basically trying to find the patterns and trying to find the informational construct within the data that allows you to apply that learning, which is what we call learning, to new data. And so with the approach, the alternative, I would say, to machine learning is, of course, programming. That is that if the machine is not going to figure out for itself from the data what the rules are and create some sort of generalization, well, somebody has to tell it because a computer at the end of the day is just ones and zeros, right? So, you know, fraud and risk detection now is somebody obviously, you know, within a bank or credit card institution or cybersecurity firm or any of a number of places where we have to deal with fraud and risk on a daily basis, they might have a rule that says, you know, any transaction under this amount or over this amount or from this location or with this rapidity or like these in this sequence, somebody had to come up with those rules. But the problem Mm -hmm. when you come up with those rules, a human doing it, is that there's no way to think of every possible combination of things that can go wrong. So having a machine learn those patterns or find the things that don't is very powerful within fraud and risk, right? Right. And also, you know, if you create the rules, then you can work around them too, because you know what the rules are. I mean, it may take a while to figure them out, but you know, you can figure them out. So 
Also, this is really good at uncovering insights in data. You can have machines look at the data and it'll find insights, patterns, and groupings in that data. Machines are really good at finding patterns and anomalies, you know, things that don't fit within the data that humans just aren't always able to see. We don't visually see that unless data is presented in front of us and then sometimes we can. So a good example of this is Walmart discovered that customers buy strawberry Pop-Tarts right before hurricanes. And you may, you know, at first think, wow, why would you buy Pop-Tarts before a hurricane when you're going into Walmart to buy milk and water and batteries and whatever else you want to buy and stockpile before a hurricane? People are also buying strawberry Pop-Tarts. But through data and pattern matching, they were able to find that, yes, customers are buying strawberry Pop-Tarts. So let's have an end cap and let's stock up on strawberry Pop-Tarts right before hurricanes so that we can sell more of them. Yeah. You know, as I mentioned, you know, one of the things about these patterns is that it's not just like an academic thing like, oh, okay, this application or project for AI fits this pattern, this pattern, that's nice to know, not kind of like it. It's actually useful to help accelerate your AI project and reduce the risk. And the reason why I mention that is because when you know that you're doing something that's a patterns and anomalies pattern, right? It's in that, okay, we know we're doing a project that's really focused on patterns and anomalies. It already suggests a bunch of things. One of the things that could suggest is that, hey, this may actually be a good use of unsupervised learning. Because mm-hmm. we know we're at the recognition project, if you know you're doing a recognition pattern, that suggests more th- often than not that you're doing a supervised learning project because you want the computer to recognize something. And of course, the computer doesn't know anything. So you got to say, well, this is what I want you to recognize. When you say, this is what I want you to recognize, that's what supervised learning is. But here you're saying, I'm not sure what the pattern is. I can't tell you offhand. I want you to find it out. That actually suggests unsupervised learning. And because of that, that already even suggests some algorithms that suggest some ways to deal with your data that suggests like things that you might want to do in terms of dimensionality and things like that. But the other thing that you can do within this pattern is that it can also help you as we're saying, what's an anomaly? Well, an anomaly could actually be an error. It could be something where a human made a mistake. And the thing about humans making mistakes is just by their very nature, they're unpredictable, right? If obviously, if you knew that a human would type the wrong letter every 27th letter, then you'd basically check every 27th letter. And you'd, <laughs> and you'd check, like, that's probably the wrong letter. But no, no, humans are random and we make mistakes. We make mistakes because you know, we could be distracted or we're just not paying attention or we do a fat finger something, as I like to call it. You put the, your finger in the wrong place or we just like maybe we misunderstand something or we mishear something. Maybe there's a mistake because someone trained you inappropriately or something. There's lots of reasons why people make mistakes, right? But the thing is, is like when you train a machine to understand a pattern, then the machine might say, huh, the human has just done something that does not fit the pattern. Well, I mean, if this was an augmented approach, it would basically, the computer would come back and say, okay, I know you just said that, or you just typed that, or you just did that. But according to what I've learned, that probably should not be right. Are you sure that's what you want? And they'd be like, oh, you're right. You know, I didn't, you know, you're, I miscategorized this document. I draw, mm-hmm. you know, I, I trained a system to do document classification and I classified as one thing and the computer's like, oh, that doesn't seem like the pattern you've trained me on. So in this pattern, the patterns and anomalies pattern, error detection and correction is actually one of the things that we can do within this pattern, right? Right. And that's important to know because, you know, like Ron said, sometimes if we knew that we were going to make the mistake at every 27th letter, then we would know that we're making that mistake and we don't need to have a system go in and find that for us. So machine learning is really good at being able to detect errors and then correct it. Like Ron said, use it as an augmented intelligence approach. 
So machines can learn what normal pattern and behaviors look like and then quickly spot and identify errors and automatically fix that or tell the human, hey, I'm going to flag this. You need to check it in the augmented intelligence approach and say, you know, you need to now approve this. Yes or no. Is this what you meant to do? Mm -hmm. And so we see applications of this and things like a lot of monitoring and dashboards right now are very much based on a human spotting a problem or basically thresholds. You basically set a number like, okay, if it goes past this thing, alert me, right? Alerting and that kind of stuff. But I think a lot of monitoring and systems that are involved in really critical things like, you know, supply chain or finance or, you know, anything, you know, anything that's really critical where you have usually you have a dashboard and what you're relying on is somebody looking at that dashboard and paying attention. It's so easy to put machine learning there to just say, okay, fine. Yes. Okay. A human is monitoring them. But now we have a little companion. The human's got a smart companion that's also monitoring it and maybe spotting things that the human is not spotting. And what will happen over time is that that smart companion may, of course, over time learns and becomes more powerful. And the human is basically just the human in the loop. They're making sure that, you know, they're not autonomously delegating stuff to this machine, but the machine is spotting these patterns that otherwise is not being monitored. Right. We see this incredibly yep. useful in many situations, this idea of intelligent monitoring, right? Right. And we like to say that this is a second set of eyes, you know, so that the machine gets to do a first pass maybe, and then the human's doing a second pass. So we're not removing the human from the loop, but we are making sure that the system is just, you know, really being monitored. So this can be with predicting maintenance cycles for machinery, formulating predictions regarding asset malfunction, and then allowing for reductions in unplanned downtime. So if you have systems and they go down and it's not planned, that can be very crippling, depending on what the system is and how long it's down for. So by intelligent monitoring, you're able to reduce that, which can have significant impact for organizations. Yes. So especially if you think about what's happening, the the world of interconnected devices on the internet especially gets very complicated. We're starting to Mm -hmm. see this use within networks, you know, networks that are called self-healing networks, which is the idea that as the networks become overloaded, the, you know, traffic gets dynamically routed and optimized. And, you know, as you start adding more, you know, devices and connections to the network, the system basically learns on its own how to optimize it, which of course increases the speed, you can respond to things on demand. This is all part of the patterns and anomalies thing. It doesn't creep into another pattern, which we will talk about called the predictive analytics pattern, which tells you, well, what can you do in the future? That's a whole other pattern because that's about making decisions. This is just about uncovering insights. And there's a lot of that. You know, another one of these areas that we're seeing this pattern be incredibly valuable is in the idea of enhancing the data. So you might be thinking that, well, if I'm just querying data from a database, I just ask for the data and it gives it to me back. That is true. But (laughs) an increasingly larger amount, actually it's not even increasingly at this point, it is the bulk of the information in your organization is actually not structured. It's not sitting in a database. The bulk of your information is sitting in unstructured data formats, emails, documents, voicemails, images, videos, social media posts, you know, PowerPoint slides, you name it, right? You know, it's that's where most of your information is and you can't query it. So can we use this patterns pattern to basically find data that might be relevant to what I'm looking for, even if I'm not specifically asking for it? This is the whole idea of basically sipping from the data lake, as it were, right, Kathleen? Right. And, you know, like Ron said, most of an organization's data is unstructured. So the breakdown is typically about 80 plus percent is unstructured. Maybe 10% is in some semi-structured form. That could be JSON files or invoices. 
that have some structure, but you know they're not like in rows and columns. And then about 10% of a data's organization is structured data. So being able to find patterns in unstructured data is really important for organizations. And you can only do that with machine learning because there's no way to extract that data really otherwise. Right. And so these systems can basically be like your smart library assistants, I don't want to call it smart knowledge assistants, that basically can help you get that data and say, I'm looking for this. I'm looking for sales information from Brazil from last month. And basically what the system is doing is like, okay, well, which pattern of AI is it? Because you know that this is not a Google search. Well, it's not the recognition pattern. It's It's the patterns pattern because it's saying, oh, what information is like each other? You could think of it like clustering. So if you could think of a problem like I'm trying to solve a clustering problem, like product recommendation, that's another patterns pattern, right? Where products are all like each other. Anything like that fits into this idea of the patterns. Now, of course, we can apply that to a specific person, but then we're talking about something else, and that's hyper-personalization, and that's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about finding things that are like each other, which, as Kathleen mentioned at the very beginning, is the purpose of this pattern. And, of course, that might be products, that might be documents, that might be information, that might be all sorts of things. So that's another part of the patterns thing. There's a few other things that we can do with this patterns pattern, and one of the things that may not be as obvious is this idea of predictive typing, you know, where it's like you start typing something, or like maybe suggestion text and search queries or things like that. And you might think, well, wait a second, you know, when I'm using the word predictive, that sounds like it would be another pattern, which would be the predictive analytics pattern. That's actually not what's happening here. What you really, what the system is doing is once again, it's just finding the pattern of what you've done in the past. When you type the word bake, you have usually put the word cake next to it or something, something else. So really the whole idea of this pattern is is really interesting because it's actually one of the first patterns that AI that have appeared on your mobile phone. And it truly is machine learning because remember, machine learning is all about extracting generalizable learning from data and not from programming. And you don't program predictive typing. It basically Mm -hmm. learns from the data, right, Kathleen? Right, and it'll learn how you type. So say that if I have bake and I normally have cake next to it, but Ron has something else next to it, like shake and bake, I don't know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. then it's going to learn over time and it's not going to suggest bake cake for Ron. So that's why it's a patterns pattern. Yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of different industry applications for this. We talked a little bit about cybersecurity and how, obviously, the whole point of cybersecurity is moving towards this adaptive threat management, which is moving away necessarily from just what's called signature-based cyber threat. You know, it's like, okay, well, I've seen this thing before, so therefore I'm going to look for this thing again, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's a file that looks this way or some network attack, because obviously threats are changing all the time. And so to move to something that's more adaptive requires learning. And that's part of this patterns pattern where I'm trying to find these patterns or these anomalies. So that's, a, I would say, a very obvious application besides the fraud and some other things. But there's some other interesting applications that where we've seen people use the patterns pattern, you know, even in things like HR, right? Right. We've started to see that used a lot more where AI is able to help HR through the entire application process. So it's able to help create job postings, put it out there, and then screen candidates to find the best patterns, you know, for people based on number of criteria. And so that can help reduce things like bias and discrimination that humans can inadvertently bring into the process. It's also able to sort through, you know, very large quantities of applicants if you're lucky enough to get many applicants applying for your position and then reach out in a personalized way to start that conversation. So that's able to find applicants that may fit a pattern that you're looking for 
that humans may not have otherwise selected. So it's just one of those really great use cases that we've been seeing where people are applying the patterns pattern. That's right. And of course, you know, just like we say in many of our use case podcasts, there are many, 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 many applications that we are not talking about here. And I think when you hear things like we talk about cybersecurity or HR or fraud, but you can also start thinking about like, oh, and, and, or intelligent monitoring, you'd be like, oh, I have this other application I'm working with. And it sounds a lot like that, except instead of me trying to identify a pattern for fraud, maybe I'm trying to identify a pattern for watering, you know, my plants if I'm in agriculture. What's the repeating pattern? If I just look at the data for things that are drying out or whatever it is, yeah, you're doing the patterns pattern. You're just, you're applying it to something else. And I think that's part of why we highlight this because it's such a use when it's such a useful pattern that either used by itself or in conjunction with others can not only help you find other comparisons because once you know that you're doing that pattern you could look for other examples that may not even be in the same industry you're like I want to find more examples of AI used for you know water management for agriculture and do a search and like I don't uncover anything I'm like well but you're doing the patterns pattern so don't look for what predictive watering for <laughs> look for how do I do pattern detection for these other applications and all of a sudden you'll see a whole universe of people who have basically solved maybe even the exact same problem you're trying to solve but just in another domain because you're basically implementing the same pattern you're trying to do and they can even tell you what tools they've used what algorithmic approaches they've used and how they've even configured it, you know, you, you can really get a head start knowing that you're doing that pattern. Right. So I hope that you have heard the word pattern enough to know that that is what we talked about today. And listeners, as always, we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. As always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. Additionally, we'll post the seven patterns of AI podcast and then some of the deeper dive podcasts into the seven patterns as well in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.